This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah, buddy, it is hour three of the GBAC Nation. It's uh, about to get glorious. Brian Baldinger coming up at 420. We'll take a trip around the bases at 440, get you the very latest on the Rangers and uh, offseason moving. And then uh, Zach Martin's coming up at 5 o'clock. So that means uh, Zach Wolchuk uh, has to do his top 10 at 420 right here at 402. Here's the Wooly Bully, Holy Zach with an H. Bully. It is National Monkey Day. Shout out to the monkeys. They are always fun to go see at the zoo. Just watch out. They might throw some poo at you. Uh, but I've got the top 10 best monkeys in cinema history. Got a lot of good texts already flowing through. I did have a couple of sports items I wanted to hit before we slide on into the list. Would Mike Nesbitt be on that list? Who the hell is Mike? He's one of the original monkeys. Then... Hey, hey, the monkeys. Absolutely. People say we're monkey the gorillas. We can put we're in there. Too busy sure. No, this is actually uh, either people who like acted as a monkey in a movie. Peter North. I can, I can give some love to your, to your monkeys, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. I liked this quote from Micah Parsons in regards to Josh Allen. He said, quote, you know, Josh really reminds me of that one crazy guy at the frat. You know, the one that makes his friends get all the way drunk and you just go, oh, man, I ain't going out with this guy. He just does anything. He's that wild dude on the field, man. He wants to dip his shoulder. He wants to talk trash. He's going to get rowdy. He shoots the beer pong. He aces the cup. Man. I would love to go have a bar and grill out with Josh for sure. He's like the opposite of Ben Roethlisberger who would insist that all the ladies get super drunk. <laughs> Meet you in the ladies' room. Sorry. Not, I should have joked about that. Mm-mm. No, that wasn't, wasn't very kosher of you, but. That's okay. I thought it was appropriate. He's in the news today. <laughs> it was appropriate. It was topical. We played a cut to sandwich he was talking about no tradition at Pittsburgh. But it honestly describes him pretty well because that is kind of how he plays the game. Just like here, free wild. Josh Allen's just out here slinging it, man. He's a drunken master. The YOLO stuff, right, Brian? A lot of YOLO. A lot of YOLO going on. If you get two turnovers for Josh Allen, Cowboys win this game. Just get at least two. I think that's like a statistic you can actually bank on think it is as well yeah i was going by all their losses this year yeah and he's had either four or two in basically every single loss so i think if you had at least two you're going to win the football game and there's a heck of a chance of that if you give the cowboys two turnovers <laughs> they'll bleep you no on the scoreboard <laughs> all right let's judge the gift giving here so alvin kamara of course a couple weeks ago he had that sideline collision and uh oh with the poor dude broke his leg mr piazza yeah. The guy my age? Yeah, in the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, so I got wrecked. Alvin Kamara sent him some gifts. He sent he him a signed jersey, signed oh. ball. I mean, do we think that this is enough to make up for it? Wheelchair. A <laughs> signed jersey and signed Sign ball. Signed jersey and football. No, absolutely not. After, after you rolled into this poor dude's leg Probably and snapped it. Left him paralyzed. <laughs> uh, now, the, he, he didn't. He didn't actually. That's not a real thing, but... At his age, there's going to be some serious rehab involved. These last five minutes, our show has really gone downhill. 
I, I don't think that's enough, Woltrek. I'm going to be honest with you. And I don't know if the yeah, NFL covers these these uh, these surgeries. I think the NFL the is covering them a ramp at his okay, house. If the, if I think the, league, the NFL is covering that. If the league is paying for all of that, then I guess this is just a little cherry on top here. I mean, how about Alvin Kamara thinking like this guy probably really wants so he can remember forever as if he's already not going to be able to uh, forget that day. Now he'll have signed the guy who broke his leg. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Then his teammate Derek Carr gave Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid Rolexes for Christmas, while the other receivers got diamond chains and the offensive lineman got a chest of steaks with grills. So he, he clearly he has his favorites here. He definitely does. So two guys I, get I the Rolexes. I don't think the offensive lineman would be complaining about that, but yes, his top two receivers get the Rolexes, everyone else gets diamond chains, and the big offensive lineman get a chest of steaks with grills. I would I would rather have the the steaks and the grills. I know you would, you know, I mean, but how, how do we think his gift giving was? I still believe the best gifts I've ever saw was when Zeke gave those offensive linemen those John Deere Gator. That was cool. Yeah, that was so. Zach Martin talked to us about that. He loved that, that gift. He still Zach got Martin it coming up said, in an yeah. hour. By the way, yeah, those Gators were awesome. I don't I don't know if I would take it. It, it, would, it would be a while before I got comfortable wearing a, a watch that was worth like ten grand. I would constantly feel like I'm about to get robbed. I don't even wear one, and I, I've always thought like I should. I should start wearing a watch. Just think it makes you look more professional. A little bit more sophisticated. Yeah. Like I'm hiding how dumb I am. I look a little smarter because I've got this watch well, on my yes. wrist. Yes, yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's great jewelry <laughs> if done that. properly, you know, but but also it makes you, makes Shut you up, look Brian. like you got somewhere to be. <laughs> like, oh boy, I got to look at my watch. Right, I got some deals to close. Yeah, you, you know? come across a little yeah. bit more important than yeah. the next guy. I mean, I think it could be a good look. Uh, last bit of sports info before we get into the top 10 best monkeys in film on National Monkey Day. NFL GM's talking about uh, what the Bears should do with Justin Fields and if they should draft Caleb Williams, one AFC general manager, telling Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports, quote, it would be a clear-cut decision to draft Caleb for me. The fact we're in year three and they don't want to exercise the fifth-year option tells me what I need to know. I just don't think Fields can win consistently as a passer, even though he is gifted physically. Another GM, quote, when you pass on talented quarterbacks to learn to lean into a guy's development, which is what the Bears would be doing, uh, they might not have taken C.J. Stroud with the first pick last year, but he was there for them to do it. Caleb Williams is a no-brainer, and if they get the top pick, he's there for them. Sometimes the gamble is continuing to pass on players. Fields doesn't get over the hump. You don't want to be the guy that passed on Stroud and Caleb Williams. I think they should draft Caleb Williams as well. Have you guys watched him yet? I've watched Williams, Daniels, and May. and I yeah. think all three have tremendous upside and potential. I'd be happy with any of them, to be honest with you. But Caleb Williams is the most talented of the bunch. Yeah, Williams will be the top quarterback. Might be the top player on the board for me when it's all said and done. Yeah, yeah I think the move is probably to to move on from Justin Fields. As much of a bummer as that is, I do think he's an extreme weapon with his legs. I just don't know that he's he can actually throw the ball quite enough to make up for it. And now, like having him cheap on his rookie deal is you're getting close to that no longer being your I would huge be, advantage. I'd like to reset that contract clock with a with a number one overall pick rookie who can actually spin it. I'll tell you what, man. If I'm a Bears fan, I'm terrified right now of this situation. Just you know your team's going to mess it up. Whatever the right thing to do is, they'll do the they opposite. Tried it, they tried it with Trubisky. They tried it with Fields. Now another guy. What I mean, do I have faith that this front office is going to do the right thing? No. 
That's you can't. Oof. You can't right now. You need a quarterback or a coach so great that they lead you in spite of the organization. That's hard to find, but those yeah. quarterbacks are out there. I, I well, you know, I, I figure we're about due now. I, I for me, it just comes down to how are we exiting? Are we going to keep Fields around just in case he starts developing and we'll have a quarterback battle? Look what the look what that guy did down there in Houston. You know, that's a defensive coach hiring the right offensive guy. But man, but look at the weapons. There's not really a lot of weapons. I mean. How would you rate the weapons at the Texans? Oh, not very good. Subpar. I mean, as I'm saying, Noah yeah. Brown. I mean, I'm sorry, Noah, but you look at overall. Nico yeah, Collins. but when you have a competent Tank play Dell, caller. Tank Dell probably should have been drafted higher than he was. Yeah, Nico Collins has been a good player for them. But, man, oh, I mean, seriously. Does maybe, is that, I don't know. I mean, I, to me, I, I think having a, a competent head coach and a play caller, I think that, that might help Fields. Could. It could. That might help. Oh, him. for sure. We'll see what they end up doing. It would know, help him. But I, I think you got to go after one of the whoever you think the number one I'd quarterback look, I'd look is. I'd look at resetting the timeline as well and try and uh, get some more picks. They got two. They got thing. two picks, right? Two they picks. Do. They have Carolina. That's why they're going to have the number one pick. It's yeah. just Panthers pick. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Right, let's slide into the top ten National Monkey Day. Quit monkeying around. Uh, we got the best monkeys in movies. What uh, what monkey pops into your mind? Sharon Stone. The movie Monkey Trouble for me. Monkey Trouble is a good one. I thought you were going to go with Dunstan from Dunstan Checks In. Mm, That's well. a classic monkey. <laughs> Planet right of the Apes there. work? Well, can I go with. Uh, yeah, Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes gonna own this list in the top four. Are they? Mighty, yeah. Mighty Joe. Mighty Joe from Mighty Joe. King Young. Kong. Absolutely. Yeah. King Kong. Lucius? Uh, it's a movie you probably have never seen it. Uh, Clint, Clint Eastwood was a truck driver and a <laughs> bare knuckle fighter. Yeah. Traveled the West, kicking I've ass and driving that truck. Yeah. He had an orange orangutan that used to hang out with Dude, him. Dude, that's badass. Every which way but loose. Every which way but okay, loose. Okay, that got texted that was in. That great. Yes, and I have not seen that Eastwood movie, but that did get texted in and got some mad love. Uh, we got a lot of people that are going for Curious George got texted oh. in. The Ape from Georgia the Jungle. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Watched that recently, actually. Absolutely. Caesar, Caesar yeah. did not start this war. <laughs> yeah. Caesar. That's yeah. terrifying. Caesar from Planet of the Apes. We got another one coming out soon, too. The Gorilla in Trading Places got texted in. The uh, Cheetah in the Tarzan movies. Wait, what are we doing? In. Thought course. we were doing the monkeys. What? Well, Somebody's che- texting in Cheetahs. The, the gorilla's name is Cheetah. Okay, that's... In Tarzan. How about that? Uh, Dustin... That's yeah, how no. he identifies. Yeah, Trading Places. Yeah, they were so progressive. The gorilla on the train. Yeah. The, the monkey from uh, The Hangover 2 as well, getting some love. The monkey and grandma's boy getting texted in. How about Rafiki? Rafiki, absolutely. And uh, Abu from Aladdin. Yes. Yep. Yes. You also had uh, the king from The Jungle Book, King Louis. King Louis as well. Now, number 10 is Dunstan. Say that with confidence. It's definitely King Take Louis. your word for it. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Fact check it. Number hmm. 10 is Dunstan from Dunstan Checks In. She's a great movie if you haven't seen it. I recommend it for the kids. Number nine is Rafiki from The Lion King. Yes, dude. Rafiki. I mean, he's really the the guy that was kinda, the, he's really the glue guy of the whole thing. Kind of holds it together, doesn't he? He does. If it weren't for Rafiki, I don't know if any of this would have been able to happen in the circle of life. And he was just he was just like he put his ego aside. He's like, I'll just hide in the shadows here, but I'll make sure that uh we get we get our guy back and we save this this pride pride rock. Wasn't that Benson? Rafiki? Was that Benson? I don't know. The yeah. voice? Yeah. 
You guys probably never seen Benson either, huh? Benson, yeah, I think you're right. I was raised in, in front of the television. I apologize. Yeah, you're right. No, no, okay. Benson was a yeah, famous butler guy. Yeah. Yeah. I love how quickly Lucius went from asking a question to realizing we're going to have no yeah, clue. Yeah, no, yeah, I knew yeah, yeah. talking about. Yeah, Jonas, I love that dude, man. George Benson. <laughs> Quite an actor. Almost as much as I love that guy, Wu-Tang. Yeah. He's amazing. Oh, Number eight is uh, Flying Monkeys from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, they, they were terrifying. They were absolutely yes. terrifying. The, yes. They, they were in makeup. Robert and Man, have you seen the monkey motorcycle guys in The Wiz? No, what no. am I yes. doing? Yes. <laughs> Those are that. terrifying. What am I doing? <laughs> the Wiz. The tribe leader in 2001 A Space Odyssey comes in at number seven. Oh, my God. Uh, number six is Abu from Aladdin. Aladdin. Uh, yeah, uh, Aladdin. The monkey. Dude, yeah, Abu's funny. Abu, yeah. Abu had some really good comedic humor in that. Dude, what are Vincent these? Dubois. What are these alien monkeys I'm looking at here, Lucius? Yeah, they this, are frightening, bro. This is insane. Is motorcycle monkeys, man. The Wiz. Oh my gosh. The motorcycle monkeys sounds. Like yeah, they're like a motorcycle gang. They look scary. Uh, number five is Amy from Congo. Hell's monkeys. Seriously, dude. <laughs> With leather jackets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what the initiation is. Where the bananas? <laughs> Number four is Cornelius from the Planet of the Apes franchise. Oh, yeah. The Number three is Caesar. Yeah. Strong. From Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. We got a new one coming out. I think it's Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. What? Number two is King Kong. King, 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 King Kong. But number one is Zira. From the Planet of the Apes franchise. Yeah. Zero? Which one was that? Is that how Jerry says zero? Uh, zero. She was a doctor. She, right? she, she was the wife, right? She was the wife. She was the doctor. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Cornelius, who was the protagonist, and then yeah. the wife was kind of the heart yeah, of the series. She, yeah. When she had to speak in court, everybody kind of fell in love with her. Oh, we're going to listen to you. We're getting uh, we're getting a lot of frustrated textures about primates and monkeys and oh, tails. Oh yeah, and... a whole lot of well, actually, guys on the fan text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that's a macaque. <laughs> Donkey you guys Kong, are idiots, man. Spike from Ace Ventura. You don't know your monkeys and your apes. What's going on, man? <laughs> dude, the, dude, the macaques had a huge takeover in uh, Thailand recently. They were running yeah. amok, like yeah. with weaponry and stuff. It was like yeah. it was almost Snatching like purses of the apes. and stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think the macaques well, are the planet of the apes. It was the planet of the macaques. Volume two is actually the one you want to watch. <laughs> Good save. Hey, uh, it is the G Bag Nation here on 1053 The Fan. And it is time now for our Odyssey NFL insider, Baldy. Brian Baldinger's next in the nation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, G Back Nation. Segment's brought to you by Soda. That's state of the art. It's brought to you by. The Frankels, life's unpredictable accidents happen. Franklin Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one has been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for free consultation. It's 214 or 817-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. As uh, Brian Baldinger join us, our Odyssey NFL insider, host of the Odyssey original podcast In the Huddle with Jason Locke and Four and Carl Dukes covering the entire National Football League. And a good evening, uh, Baldy. How you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Good to be with you. Thanks. It is great to have you on, man. Uh, you know, obviously, Cowboys-Eagles has been a big story this week and, and where we go from there. How much concern do you have for the Eagles? Do they, do they just need a, a turn in the schedule, or are there bigger concerns underlying? Well, I mean, just because you play good teams doesn't mean that, you know, you're playing good football. I mean, they didn't play well against the Cowboys. They fumbled it three times. Three force fumbles. They're out there working on – you know, protecting the ball, going to the ground or changing the practice schedule. So that stuff like that doesn't happen, but it was more than that. Um, you know, I mean, they're not getting to the, obviously they had the big play with Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox it was a big play, but other than that, they're not creating a lot of big plays defensively and they're not running the ball at all. I mean, they're not running it effectively. They're not leaning on teams. They're not pushing anybody around. And so I feel like if they really want to get back to winning ways, it would start by, having a physical ground attack, and that hasn't really showed up in a lot of games this year. How do you think they play down the stretch? Do you think the Eagles still win the division? Uh, No, I don't. I don't think they're – I think this game in Seattle is, um, you know, it's really going to really dictate their season. I mean, that's a six-hour flight home from Seattle to Philadelphia. They either go to Seattle and they fix a lot of their issues and they have a great ride home and a holiday party on the flight and all that stuff that can happen and really, you know, get your sights set for the next three games, which two of them are against the Giants. Or you lose that game, the team can splinter on that flight. And all these little, you know, pockets start talking about what's wrong and pointing fingers, like all that stuff can happen. And it has happened, uh, you know, and I don't know if it's going to happen to Nick Sirianni's team, but I think this game on Monday night is pivotal to the Eagle season. Hey, Baldy, uh, you know, we saw that uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, some designed runs, and it, and it looks like the way that he's played, and you even you came on last week and said he's healthy, and I, and I totally believe you talking to Philadelphia people. I think you're dead on right about that. Do, do you see more of, of him, like they're saying, listen, our season's kind of on the line right now, more of him doing things with his legs, these design runs, things like that, to try and get this offense going even a, a little bit better? Well, I mean, that's what was a spark against Buffalo. You know, yeah. they, they beat him in overtime, but the spark really was, was Jalen running, and he was really good. That's why I think I came on last week and said that he looks healthy and yeah, healthier he than he's been. Sure I know did. he had a deep bone bruise, and the bye week really, you know, they had a late, late bye week. That really helped him. Got a lot of treatment, didn't go anywhere, stayed right, you know, in town and, and treated it. And I thought he'd turn the corner. And then last week, you know, he was really um, – He's kind of back to his way. I'm just going to stay in the pocket and try to figure things out. Yeah. Um, and, and, look, I, I think he's gotten better as a pocket quarterback, but he, this is a much more dynamic team 
when he's uh, escaping and uh, San Francisco's whole game plan was we're not going to let him escape through the A and B gaps because he reads the rush and we're just going to keep him in the pocket. And he did. And it was a big part of their success uh, the week before. So um, I, they're just a more dynamic team when he runs. I mean, from the very first time he ever started a game in Philly, they played the New Orleans Saints and the Saints couldn't touch him. He ran for over 100 yards that day. They beat the Saints, who was a much better team than them. And I thought we'd see a lot more of that this year than what we have seen, and we just haven't. Paulie, well, yeah, we got a lot of requests to ask you about Micah, and he's certainly been very vocal when it comes to not getting the benefit of some holding calls. What have you seen <laughs> when studying the film on Micah in that? <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to be fined by the officials or by you know, <laughs> NFL, but, I mean, it's kind of comical sometimes what they do to him you know and it's not just one guy i mean i've seen him i've seen like you know there's there's self-defense things that they can teach in karate classes like choke holds and things like that <laughs> and it looks like he's in one of those karate classes yeah. they're like hey mike come over here let me put you my arms around your neck and by the way what if two guys decide that they're going to attack you this is how we get out of it and uh, you know i try not to labor that he you know he to his credit he doesn't complain a lot on the field about it. he just gives him a look he's not flopping trying to get calls to his credit like a lot of guys are in this league right now and they're getting the calls but it's it's pretty comical to see some of the stuff that happens on Sundays Brian Baldinger here with you on the on the fan or Odyssey NFL insider uh Baldy, when you when you look at this Buffalo team right now, what what type of challenges and, and how different is this offense now that Joe Brady's calling it instead of Ken Dorsey? Mm-hmm. Well, even with um, Ken Dorsey, I mean, they were running the ball pretty good. James Cook is a good back. He's Just watch his feet. He's got excellent feet. And the play might be blocked. They love to pull their left tackle, Deion Dawkins, and mm-hmm. run this trap. And the play could break outside. It could break inside. It could, it could really break anywhere. And it's really – James Cook's vision. So I think the running the ball, very good. That would concern me. You know, you just go back to the Arizona loss and how well they ran the ball against the Cowboys. And then, you know, Josh Allen, I think you're going to get a heroic effort from him. And he's a great runner. He showed it last week against Kansas City. He basically carried the whole defense of Kansas City into the end zone. Um, I I have said this for weeks now. If they don't do the tush push in Buffalo, but if there's a third one, if there's a fourth one, if there's a goal line, there's a short yardage play, if there's a fourth and three, I'm putting the ball in Josh Allen's hands. I just trust him trying to versus throwing it. I, I trust that guy to run and get the first down. And he's clearly out of that stage where he's like, okay, I'm going to try and protect myself, get through the end of the season, don't get hurt. Like he, that's The bubble wrap is off. And so those, those things concern me. And anytime he gets outside the pocket um, and he's extending plays and there's a play after the play that was called, um, you know, those guys are pretty good at uncovering. He's got his second tight end, Dawson Knox, back last week. Um, they're a big two-tight end offense. I think Joe Brady will lean on that a little bit more. But, you know, those are some of the things offensively that would keep me up if I was Dan Quinn this week. Is the Bills' offensive line underrated? Nah, they had they got handed to them uh, in a loss to Cincinnati this year and a playoff loss to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They got it handed to them. Osiris Torrance, is, uh, he's a cyborg. You know, I mean, he's just a big block of granite and right guard. And obviously, you know, Connor from, from Dallas at left guard. Yeah. I think they've upgraded that position um, a great deal. You can say, okay, Spencer Brown at right tackle, Deion Dawkins, they're athletic. But I think, you know, you can win a lot of battles on the edges against those guys.
It's Brian Baldinger here with you on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, um, further on the Cowboys side of things, you know, what do you make of how this passing game has evolved and, and, and should we be evolving our opinion of, of what this team could be capable of against San Francisco if they can keep this going? Well, the opening touchdown was to C.D. Lamb last week and, you know, the Eagles doubled him and there wasn't anything to go. And then, you know, Dak got, he kind of, uh, you know, slid past uh, Tyron Smith and C.D. came across the field and beat the double team across the field. They flipped it in the end zone. Like, their, his ability to extend plays to really move, um, it's, it's, it's like a real good dance, you know, with the quarterback and protection and where you can extend plays and how you do it. And Dak, I think, used to be pretty frenetic doing it. Now it's just a really a smooth dance with his offensive line. And he, he does it when he has to. He does it when coverage dictates he moves to extend plays. I just think he's really, really good right now at his movement and keeping his eyes down the field to find the secondary target. Is our guy Jake Ferguson putting himself in the top-tier tight end conversation? I think so. Last year, I was impressed by his rookie blocking, and I thought, you know, Hendershot and him, and, you know, I thought they were really good rookie blockers. And, and now, you know, he's yeah, he's a real target. I mean, he's big. He adjusts to the ball in the air really, really well. Um, he runs really good routes. He's good after the catch. I think he's in that upper tier. I mean, it's happened very quickly. And Dallas is used to having a really good tight end. But, I mean, I don't think they're, you know, crying about, you know, letting Dalton Schultz go right now, although he's having a good season in Houston. But I think Jake has really grown into the position. I think they're really fortunate to have him. We're frustrated sometimes with Dak not running, you know, and not and obviously he's not as good of a runner as Hertz is, but but as a youngster he could really make plays and you know, but then you know the leg injury happens there, Hertz gets banged up last year. I think they're just making business decisions and from an organizational standpoint, Baldy, I think that's what I'd want my quarterbacks to do, like stay healthy until we get to the playoffs and then when it's like all or nothing, I think those are the games these guys should be risking themselves in. What do you think about that idea? Well, I don't think you can legislate against injuries, although I wouldn't put Dak in harm's way unnecessarily. Um, I think there is a game plan situations where his ability to, just to run the read option, he's very good at it. And, you know, and, and some RPOs where he could be a third option sometimes. I, I think those are good calls, uh, depending on, on who you're playing and how they're playing that particular dive play. But, you know, the, the idea that, well, we'll cut it loose in the playoffs, I, I don't agree with that. Um, you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't have to be a big part of the offense because the passing is so good right now, but I I think there's a place for Dak to run. I think Mike McCarthy recognizes that ability in him and they call him every once in a while, but you know, I I do think in the back of their minds, you know, the past injuries are there and the broken ankle and all the stuff that's happened. Uh, I think they're all there. And so maybe you, maybe you limit the amount of times he does it, but I, I, I don't think you should get completely away from it, even during the regular season right now. Brian Baldinger with us here on The Fan. As you look around the conference here, we're feeling good about our Cowboys. Are the Lions losing steam? Like, Do you do you look at the Lions as, as the same threat as you did a, a few weeks ago? No, I don't. I, I think what Chicago did to them, uh, they did to them twice. I mean, they, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, Justin Fields has been running the same option runs and quarterback keepers since he was in high school in Georgia. He did it at Ohio State. He does it to the Lions every year, and they still don't know how to stop it. It's just unbelievable to me, like how they don't play assignment football. And he had a great game against them twice now. And then defensively, 
mean, the Bears are the Bears are getting a lot better offensively, but I, I don't believe in the in the Lions' defense right now to stop people. And I think they're going to have their hands full against Denver this week. I think Denver is really well coached defensively. I don't think anybody's improved more. And I I think you might see Detroit slip up at home this week. How about to Nick Sirianni? What are they saying about him? Is he a good coach in your mind, Brian? Yeah, I think he's a good coach. I think he is. I, I think that he's a real stickler in fundamentals. I think he, you know, look, they've, they've won an awful lot of games with them. And so sometimes you don't get a chance to really address weaknesses when you just keep winning. And he's won a lot. And he took over a team that was 4-11-1, had him in the playoffs the next year, hmm. had him in the Super Bowl, got him in, you know, in contention for the number one seed this year. Like, that guy is – he lost both coordinators. <clears throat> um, the secondary has not been good this year. Uh, I think he's trying to do the best that he can with what he has. But I think Nick is a really good coach. Baldy, should NFL teams be worried about the Rams sneaking into this playoffs with the way that they're kind of uh, – you know, heck, they, they, they go to uh, – excuse me, to Baltimore, a great effort, probably should have won the game. Uh, should we worried about, about the Rams being a – a team yeah. they if they get in, in. yeah. I, I, if they get in, yes, because their passing game is elite. And just watching Matt Stafford throw the football, I mean, he's a spot thrower, and he throws the spots like the the touchdown to Cooper Cup in the end zone. Like I didn't know if Cooper Cup was going; it was a ra- option route, choice route, and he went to the corner and Stafford threw it before he ever thought about making a break. And he does it all the time, and they're protecting him good. Kyron Williams is a hell of a back. I mean, he is really good. And Baltimore couldn't stop him early in the game. And defensively, nobody really knows Byron Young or Kobe Turner, but they got a lot of really good young players. And they've gotten better throughout the season. Now, I know they gave up a ton of points in the punt return in overtime last week, but they, they've improved a lot. And the passing game would scare me if they get in the playoffs against anybody right now. We're wondering how much help the Cowboys could get, Baldy. Uh, Ravens could beat the Niners. Could the Rams? And, and can the, could the Giants beat the Eagles in one of those two? I think they can. I mean, we'll see what DeVito does in New Orleans this week. Um, he's riding a hot – like they've improved their offensive line. And you couldn't even evaluate them Yeah. Um, for the first half of the season. They were so bad. Obviously, you saw them week one, 40 to nothing. I mean, it was so bad early on. But now Andrew Thomas is back. Um you know, John Michael Schmitz is back at center. He's a good player. Um, you know, they got a, you know, the left guard, Justin Pugh, came off the, you know, the couch. They, they ran the ball for 209 yards last week against a good Green Bay defense. Uh, the kid didn't make any mistakes. And Wink Martindale can coach up defense as well as anybody in this business. They, if they go down and take care of business against New Orleans and they win their fourth in a row, they're going to be tough down the stretch. Mm, that's good stuff. Now, you were at the White House yesterday. Is that right? I, my, my buddy was getting the uh, Congressional Medal of Honor for in behalf of his dad, Larry Doby. Oh, wow. So he was, rep, you know, just sort of honoring what he did in the baseball world as the first black player in American League. And it was good. It was a really nice ceremony. It was a lot of fun yesterday. Amazing. Did you have Sweet. to pass through a bunch of security checkpoints yeah, yourself? Did yeah, they I don't like, know how many yeah, with, it no, was I, everywhere. I was wondering if they checked out your background, you know, you know, and made sure. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they looked at me quite, twice when I said I played with the Cowboys. They, 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 really, they really were questioning that decision right there. <laughs> well, enjoy that L this week, uh, Baldy, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Okay, guys. Take care, man. I'll talk to you next Cheers. week. Right. There he goes. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL insider here on The Fan. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe whether you get your pod, wherever you get your pro- podcast. Brian Baldinger. Yeah. Larry Doby, yeah. Old uh, Cleveland Indian back in the day.
That's a good reason to go yeah. to the White House. Yep. That sounds awesome. That's pretty badass. Yep. Okay, uh, around the bases coming up next. Where are we taking that, Wolchuk? Yeah, the Rangers have added somebody to their bullpen. I'll tell you about that. And in a world, if Tom Brady did this, that's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lucius. Okay, Zach Martin uh, is going to join us here in just a couple of moments. Okay, so we're looking forward to the Zach Martin Show here on your home of the Cowboys. We're talking with a future Hall of Fame right guard of the Cowboys. But before we get there, there's Rangers news. Let's see if we can sneak this in here, Willie. What do you say? Yeah, the Rangers have added a new starter in Tyler Malley. He, of course, is recovering from Tommy John surgery. He signed a two-year, $22 million contract with the Rangers today. So he had TJ on his right elbow in May. He's likely to miss the entire first half of the 2024 season. Now, when he comes back, it'll be interesting what they want to do with the rotation. It'll depend on what the rotation looks like at the time. My initial thought was... You know, if you indeed are able to get DeGrom back and let's say a Scherzer's healthy and Evo's healthy and maybe you get somebody else like a Dane Dunning that's playing well, do you kind of slide him into the bullpen if it's still struggling? Is he able to give you some bullpen relief? And then in 2025, you're looking at another starter in your rotation. So they've definitely got options here with Tyler Malley, but he's a high strikeout guy, doesn't walk a ton. Uh, he'll get $5.5 million the upcoming season and then wow. $16.5 million in 2025. Maybe it's a situation too where halfway through you don't have to do anything at the trade deadline. Yeah, maybe that's I mean, your maybe that's you're, your piece. you're getting you're getting yeah, addition. You don't there have to internally. Give up, yeah, they, they, they he's had, only twenty nine years old. Yeah, so excuse me, I think it's just weird that they would bring another guy coming off a of, uh, Tommy John because I asked Mike Maddox last week about Degrom and he scolded me for being optimistic. That's yeah, what I felt. I mean, he said, "Look, you can you don't ever know when back. it comes to the medicals." Yeah, you're, uh, you're not coming back from the site uh, from the Tommy John. Well, for, for the first year, he's trying to do it for the second time, which probably adds another whole element of unknown there. Okay, so I mean that that right. also might be. Why I should have known that he's being a little bit more pessimistic. But you're right. Yeah, you you, you, you don't know. You don't know how they'll recover from Tommy John. Got to get it together. But uh, you know that stacking assets. I I do think they're they got to be hopeful that he can, that he can be a winning player in 2024. But this is really for 2025, yeah. and this thing just oh. continues to shape up so incredibly well. It's a dream yeah, come I, true. You know they're always looking for pitching though, and maybe this is the guy that you stash until like I say the second half, and it keeps you from having to go. Yeah. And giving up one of your assets to go get a guy. You've got a guy. A you, you got a guy in training right now, kind of getting rehabbed, and you know you're kind of you're monitoring his situation, and you understand it, and you're like, instead of having to get get a guy and give up an asset, I mean, could say they had to give up a pretty premium player to go get uh, that that reliever from the the Royals. So I mean, yeah, maybe they don't want to do Chapman. Chapman. Maybe they don't want to do that again. No doubt. Absolutely. Uh, other Rangers items, we know that they are going to be sending some stuff to the Hall of Fame, of course, from their 2023 World Championship run. So there will be a hat worn by Rangers manager Bruce Bochy. It's going to take up its whole own area, huh? Yep, his fourth World Championship there for Bochy. There will big be hat. There will be a batting helmet worn by Rangers shortstop Corey Seager. You know, you know those big hats that are yeah. actually big? Yeah. That's like his, just his That's his normal hat. Just a giant hat. That's what I'm saying. You get it. Oh, look, it's. Oh, it's Bochy's hat. It's that big oversized Yo, hat. <laughs> Eight and a quarter? That's yeah. my guess. 
There'll need, also be. Uh, we need to find I'm that. I'm gonna see if quarter. I can find that. Okay, yes. yeah. Find out how how large that uh, hat is. We got batting gloves worn by outfielder Evan Carter, who set the postseason record with nine doubles, and of course, one of the greatest runs that we'll ever see from a rookie in MLB history. Marcus Simeon's Game 5 jersey and elbow guard worn when the Rangers' second baseman hit a game-clinching ninth-inning home run in his Major League record 835th plate appearance of 2023. We've got the spikes and hat worn by Rangers pitcher Nathan Avaldi when he went six scoreless in the fifth game. And then relief pitcher Will Smith's luggage tag from the World Series, which we knew about a couple of weeks ago because he uh, pitched for Atlanta, then Houston, and now with the Rangers, so he has won three consecutive World And series. somewhere Giannis is trying to get some of this stuff back right And Giannis now. just wants the damn ball. He's, he's, Does he's, anyone know where that ball is, by the way? He's taking we stuff find that out for of this. Him? Giannis is like complaining right now the Rangers are giving too much. All right, do we have a hat report? <laughs> Bochy's hat size is widely said to be eight and one-eighth inches, wow. but Tim Kirchin has reported it to be eight and a quarter. Wow. So I think he nailed it. Dang. It's impressive, you know. Quarter. I I've always been fascinated with it because I, I I discovered early on in my life I had a bigger than 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 average dome, and people would make fun of me. So I'd always like hide my new era hat in shame, or I'd take out the tag so they couldn't see that it was seven and five eighths at fourteen years old. See, I, thought, I thought that was a flex. It, it is a flex. Yeah, it should have been. I don't know why I was uh, weird about it. You should be flexing that. Yeah. Now we've got uh, that cool. <laughs> the latest rumors. They call you names. Yeah. Uh, were, you, were you getting bullied? Uh, mostly Dumbo, actually, because my ears <laughs> stuck out quite a bit, too. Oh. Yeah, they call me Dumbo. That's a tough combo to bounce yeah. back from. That's why this truckright.com fan text can't mess with me. You know, yeah. I'm used to it. Yeah. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.